Hey everybody, welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Gerke, and yeah, I went on a rant and I just realized I totally forgot to turn on the microphone, so take two of the episode. Anyway, back to where I was. As far as the draft goes, none of these picks truly surprised me. In fact, I'll just open up the app right now. As far as the six wide receivers, let's just jump into it. Let's go into the NFL app. I'll go through each pick. See if any of these dudes will actually be beneficial right now. Because I'm not going to say that Trayvon Walker will be the best pick in this draft. He may have got drafted number one, but it's not going to work out too much. I don't know. Same with Aiden Hutchinson who went to Detroit. Same with what really did surprise me was A.J. Brown did get traded to Philly, and yet Tennessee moved up to draft his replacement. You know, is that going to make Philly that much better? I I don't know. But anyway, let's. I'm going to go through the going to go through the picks, just tell you which ones I like, and then I'll just rumble this through. So. Of the picks that went down, of course, so one through Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson at two, Derek Stingley, fine, so what? That might actually help Houston as far as the defense, because if you watched them that whole season, that defense didn't save them. I know they had to go with Davis Mills at quarterback, but and they're going to have to going forward right now as it stands, but there's nothing there. Uh, let's see, offensive tackle and EK Gumke or Iguayo, Kayvon Thibodeau went to the Giants. That actually might be a solid pick for the Giants. It'll give them front four depth. The only problem I have with Kayvon Thibodeau is can he stay healthy? Granted, it's true for all of these picks, but him I'd be worried with a little more. Uh, the Drake London pick surprised me with Atlanta, considering Marcus Mariota right now is your starter and... I don't know if Marcus Mario is going to be able to get it to Kyle Pitts or Drake London, but that works. As far as the other receiver, the one I mentioned earlier before I realized that my mic was off, um, I do love Chris Olave going to the Saints. As much as it pains me to say, being a Bucks fan, I do love that move. You know, it will give Jameis another deep threat. You know, if Mike Thomas can stay healthy and he wants to actually play this time, it'll give the Saints something they didn't have much of a year ago. In fact, I don't think they had a thousand-yard wide receiver last year. But I think Chris Olave could do that. Uh, Jamison Williams to Detroit. So they're not going with... So they do believe in Jared Goff, which, as I said, when the train went down, it's going to work out for Detroit and with that pick of Jamison Williams, the Lions are all in now to try and help Jared Goff get some weapons. Uh, Jordan Davis going to Philly. Yeah, not that surprising. Uh, otherwise, Trey Burks. That was the guy that Tennessee drafted after they traded away uh, A.J. Brown. I was thinking of the dude's name while I was talking about it. But anyway, uh... As far as A.J. Brown going to Philly, that's going to at least give... It's going to give Jalen Hurts another weapon. 
but will it help him be a better thrower still? Not still remains to be seen. Uh, let's see, Kenny Pickett, I already mentioned that. Trent McDuffie, no. Otherwise, it was actually it's a good pick. The latter end of the the latter end of the first round actually went well for Jacksonville as well. They bolstered that defense again with a really good linebacker and Devin Lloyd out of Utah. So watch out for Jacksonville. Maybe not to win the AFC South, and I'm maybe I'm speaking in hypothetical hyperbole here, but I do think I do think Devin Lloyd will be solid enough in Jacksonville. Otherwise, we're good on that. I'm not gonna go deep into uh, I'm not gonna go deep in rounds two or three, which is what's gonna be up later tomorrow. But that's what I thought of round one. It was a solid pick. Some teams got what they wanted, some teams traded up, some teams traded out. It was just a normal draft. It was a normal draft. Nothing too shocking. Nobody overreached for a quarterback. They all went for the best players available, at least in their minds. So, as far as round one of the draft, it actually was pretty bony. <laughs> but, at least that's the stance I have, or not, that is my take on round one of the draft. With that said, let's shift to Prediction Friday mode. Let's go ahead and get right in it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give the NASCAR pick first, as usual. We're going to go. They're going to Dover this weekend. I'm going to go with Chase Elliott to win there. Yes, I'll go with Chase Elliott. And if you want a backup pick pending that he'll wreck out or doesn't have a great day like Brad Keselowski didn't have at Talladega, I regret that pick. But if you want a backup pick, go with Alex Bowman, the defending race winner of the spring race at Dover. So I'll go with Alex Bowman there as well. So for the first pick and the only confirmed pick of this show, I'm going to go with Chase Elliott to win at Dover, get his first win of the season, and snatch up the ninth playoff spot in the NASCAR playoffs. So that's the NASCAR pick. I'm going to go ahead and get out of the NFL app here on my phone and I'm going to go ahead and jump to the NBA. Yes, I'm going to do the NBA first. The NHL fans, I'll give you the picks. I'll give you the picks for tomorrow and the game with uh, Winnipeg and Seattle as a refresher. For those that didn't listen to Wednesday's episode, I'll just refresh you on the NHL picks for this weekend. To wrap it up and then just give you an update as to what the playoff matchups will look like before the playoffs start next week. But we're going to go in the NBA first because we now have three more teams that advanced. Of course, we had the Sixers beat the Raptors pretty handily. Then you had Chris Paul go off in the fourth quarter going 14-14 as the Suns Eliminate the Pelicans, and Luka Doncic finally gets his first playoff series win as the Mavs spoil my pick as the Jazz. So the Mavs beat the Jazz in six. So now the second round matchups in the West are almost set. You have the Suns and the Mavs in round two. And you have both Eastern semifinal matchups now officially set. You know, NBA fans, I'm going to give you this. 
Okay, I got Memphis beating Minnesota later tonight or later tomorrow night. So I got Memphis wrapping up their series. You know, Minnesota now has blown two <coughs> two double-digit leads in this series. John Moran has practically carried the Grizzlies on his back. You know, with the game winner in Game Five. I do think the grid. I had the Grizzlies winning the series. Two weeks ago, I still believe that. I thought it'd be six games anyway, because I thought Minnesota would be good enough. I either said six or five, but I had Memphis winning anyway. So I got Memphis winning on Friday. If if Minnesota does win on Friday, then they'll have game seven on Sunday afternoon at noon. And if it gets to that point, I still have the Grizzlies winning at home for a game seven. So I got the Grizzlies winning in a game six, but if they don't win, then I got them winning in a game seven as well. But as far as the matchups go, you do have two of the Eastern Conference Finals, Eastern Conference semifinal matchups now set. You have Miami and Philly. I've got, believe it or not, I know right now Miami is favored to win that series. But, 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 with Embiid and now Harden finally woke up, he had his first double-digit, he had his first double-digit quarter of the season, or double-digit game in this postseason, so James Harden, if he gets going on top of what Embiid has been doing so far this postseason, I do think the Sixers could win this series. In fact, I think I have the Sixers Right now, and that series will start on Monday afternoon, I have the Sixers winning that series in six. Believe it or not, I'm going to take the upset in that series. I'll take the Sixers in six. And then in the other Eastern Conference semifinal matchup, you got the Bucks and the Celtics. I'm going to go with the champs. I'm going to go with Milwaukee in seven. So again, in the East, I've got Philly and Milwaukee. Philly beats Miami in six. Milwaukee beats the... See, I'm always forgetting about the Celtics because that's how uh, they are. But I'm going to go with the Bucks over the Celtics in seven. So yes, I, I appreciate what the Celtics did. They made me look like a fool for taking Brooklyn to win that series in round one. But they won't fool me again. So I'm going to go with the Bucks again over the Celtics in 7 games. And then the one other and the one Western Conference matchup that will get set that will get set or that is set I should say. I'm going to take the Suns in 6 over the Mavs. As great as Luka is, I don't I don't think I mean he needs a lot more help than what he's had. Granted, he was hurt for most of that series, but I'm going to take Phoenix either way, especially if CP3 continues to do what he does. Now, he's not going to go 14 for 14 like he did tonight, but if he continues to produce and then Devin Booker eases his way back in, Phoenix will probably be where the experts have always thought they were, which was the team to beat in the NBA, which... I never thought so, and especially after what Golden State has done, I think Golden State has a case to say that they're actually the best team out West. In my opinion, it's still Giannis and the Bucks, but Giannis could and the Bucks still have to worry about the Chris Middleton injury, and quite frankly, 
I don't know how Milwaukee's going to play against a Boston team that figured out how to stymie the two most talented scorers in this league. But with that said, those are the matchups right now. I've got the Grizzlies winning on Friday or Sunday, however it ends up. So there's your NBA rundown. And again, for my NHL fans, let's see how much time I have left. Okay, cool. I have plenty of time because then I got to do the USFL picks and the MLB stuff. So we're going to go to the NHL. I'm going to give you a quick review of the picks for tomorrow and Saturday's game. So for tomorrow's games, even though all the playoff spots are settled, uh, none of the seedings are yet set. So I'm going to go ahead and give you those picks now. I've got the star I've got the Ducks over the Stars. I've got the Blues over the Golden Knights. I have the Penguins over the Blue Jackets. I have the Blackhawks over the Sabres, the Maple Leafs over the Bruins, the Panthers over the Canadiens, the Red Wings over the Devils, the Capitals over the Rangers, the, Fly the Flyers over the Senators, the Lightning over the Islanders, the Avalanche over the Wild, the Flames over the Jets, the Oilers over the Canucks, and the Sharks over the Kraken, and the Predators over the Coyotes. So again, the winners for tomorrow's games are the Predators, the Sharks, the Oilers, the Flames, the Avalanche, the Lightning, the Flyers, the Capitals, the Devils, or no, the Red Wings, the Panthers, the Maple Leafs, the Sabres, actually, no, the Blackhawks, the... Penguins, the Blues, and the Ducks. And then for tomorrow's game between, or not tomorrow, Saturday's game between the Kraken and the Jets. I've got the Jets winning to wrap up their season. But as of right now, granted we still have all day tomorrow to wrap up these games. But as it holds still, Minnesota and St. Louis are well, Minnesota now has a two-point lead for home ice advantage over the Blues. So that's the only seeding, that's the only matchup left that has to be solidified completely. Otherwise, let's see, Colorado's still the top seed. They clinched that last week. Calgary is the two seed out west. Uh, Edmonton and LA, that matchup is still confirmed. The Avalanche will still play the Stars, and the Flames will still play the Predators in Round 1. In the East, Florida still holds that. Toronto is the 2. They get home ice advantage over the Lightning, so that's still solid. Carolina is still the top seed in the Metropolitan. The Rangers will still have home ice over the Penguins with a game left. So, all this is still holds... It's just one more game left for the Blues and the Wild to solidify who gets home ice advantage in that. And I do believe it will be the Blues that will end up... Let's see, who still is? I know Minnesota has the two-point lead. Let's see, the regulation tiebreaker still goes to, in that case, it is still St. Louis... No point percentage, 81, 81. 
But Minnesota has a higher point percentage, so they're still holding out. That's why that's there. So if it ends up in a tie, St. Louis would end up, unless Minnesota has a higher point percentage, St. Louis could end up having home ice, but that's the only way that would work out. But that's the only spot that's left to be decided in the NHL. With that said, for my USFL fans, I'm going to go ahead and give you the picks for Saturday's games. Let me jump into it, and then I will wrap up with baseball and the return of Ronald Acuna Jr., see how he, well, I just saw the highlights before I went on air, but now that he's back, will it still make the Braves competable or competitive with the Mets? Eh, still doable. Let's get into week number three of the USFL. Let's jump right through it. Okay, I'll go with the Bandits over the Gamblers, so Tampa over Houston. I've got the Stallions over the Breakers, so Birmingham over New Orleans. I also have the Maulers over the Panthers, so Pittsburgh over Michigan. And I've got the Generals over the Stars, so New Jersey over Philly. So again, the winners for the USFL in week number three. Are New Jersey, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, and Tampa. Those are your winners for the USFL in week number three. Now I'm going to wrap up this show with the picks for the Major League Baseball for this weekend. Of course, since this is going to fall under Prediction Friday rules, I'm going to give you six games to watch, not just the usual five that I do during the week. So here we go. Let me open up the MLB app. <coughs> Let me open that up. Okay, so let's jump to Friday. Since all these series are the same, I'll just read off Friday's list. Yankees, Royals, that's of course game number one. Of course, for all of those that have followed the show, you know how much of a Yankee fan I am. So of course, that's why I always put them in the list. But also, it's a way for Apple TV. It's also a way for me to promote that Apple TV as Friday Night Baseball, which is still a little odd. But anyway, Yankees Royals game number one, game number two, Red Sox Orioles. The Red Sox looking to bounce back after a very rough middle of the road trip against Toronto. But that's game number two. Game number three, Blue Jays Astros. See a lot of AL East heavy and. Still perplexed by the Houston Astros, but there's your third game there. Fourth game, I'll go Phillies-Mets, game number five, Angels-White Sox, a battle of really surprising teams, although Minnesota's leading the AL Central right now. But I still think the White Sox will end up winning this division. But I'm more surprised with the Angels leading the AL West, so... They got a little bit of a spotlight, too. So game number four, Angels-White Sox. Game number five, Braves-Rangers. Ronald Acuna's second game back in the majors since he tore his ACL in the second half of last season, unable to, where he was unable to experience that World Series run that the Braves had a year ago, but hopefully he'll be in the lineup tomorrow for game number five. And then, game number six to wrap it up, I'm going to go Nationals and Giants. 
to wrap up the weekend. So again, the six series you should watch out for for this weekend. Nats, Giants. Uh, yeah, Nats, Giants, Braves, Rangers, White Sox, and Angels, Phillies, and Mets, Astros, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Orioles, and the Yankees and Royals. So that, that is your six-pack of series to watch for this weekend. With that, that is the end of this episode here on the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Don't forget you can listen to this show on Podbean. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast. Again, that is Pod Podbean. I have to enunciate because sometimes I mumble the words, but Podbean. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can also listen to the show on Spotify, Apple, if you know the trick. Dreaser, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google, Amazon, Pandora, and SoundCloud as well. Also, iHeartRadio. You can also, let's see, you can also watch this show. You can go do that by searching this show on Rumble. In order to do that, you need to search for the username ADGERKE. That is A-D-G-S in girl, E-H-R-K-E. Again, that is A-D-G-E-H-R-K-E on Rumble. Please make sure to search, make sure that search is set to channels, not videos. Click subscribe, and you'll have all 366 episodes of this lovely podcast. You can also follow this show on social media. Just search for this show on Facebook. Just search for it by searching for the Austin's Audit Podcast on Facebook. Give it a like, give it a follow. And you'll have both the audio and video portions of the show. Again, The Austin's Audit Podcast on Facebook. Or you can search for the hashtag The Austin's Audit Podcast on Instagram. Or you can follow me directly at Austin Spamonti. That's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I on Instagram. If you want post-show interaction, you can also follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Gerke. Again, that's at Austin underscore Gerke on Twitter. Alrighty, guys. I know I'm doing this. It's almost midnight here out west, but with a bunch, with not a whole lot to cover on Friday, I figured I'd do the Prediction Friday stuff now. So, a little bit of draft stuff early, so you're a fan of that. Listen to the front part. Otherwise, you got the game picks galore that come with Prediction Fridays. But until then, thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Have a great weekend. Peace out. And I'll see you guys Monday.